Hello everyone, it's Dr. Nikki, the board certified family nurse practitioner back in the house. I hope you're all well and you're staying safe. In today's episode, I will be talking about advanced directives. Advanced directives. I go over this with all my patients every single day. It's really important to know what advanced directives are and what you can do for your health. All right. So pretty much advanced directives, um, they are documents that you can put in place. So in terms of what kind of medical care you want, if you're too ill or hurt to express your wishes, if you're in a coma, you know, advanced directives are legal documents that allow you to spell out your decisions about end of life care ahead of time. And I know that a lot of people, um, when they hear the word advanced directives, they start, you know, um, thinking that, oh, wow, you're thinking that I'm going to die soon. I'm scared. I don't want to think about it now. You know, that means that I'm uh, planning to die soon. No, it's not. All right. So it allows you to spell out your decisions about end of life care ahead of time. All right. It lifts the burden of your family members to make that hard decision if you do have some wishes that you want to be um, in place ahead of time all right so they can you know give you a way to tell your wishes to your family to your friends to the healthcare professionals and to avoid confusion later on all right so a living will will tell uh what type of treatments you want if you're dying or if you're unconscious like i said if you're in a coma or you're permanently unconscious um you can accept or refuse medical care yeah you can all right so you might want to give instructions on uh, tube feeding all right we talk about tube feeding organ and tissue donation um, if you want to be resuscitated in the event that you um, stop breathing or your heartbeat stops all right if you want to be resuscitated if you want us to give you CPR or if you do um, do not resuscitate DNR um, the use of uh, breathing machines the use of dialysis as I said tube feeding and all that all right so um, yeah we have the living will that tells um, what type of treatments you want if you're dying or in a permanent um, you know unconscious position and then we have the DPOA uh, for healthcare is also a document that um, names your healthcare proxy so if you want a proxy somebody that you trust to make health decisions for you if you're unable to do so and a lot of people would put maybe their family member you know a loved one um, in charge of that all right so if you have maybe a spouse a brother or sister um, anybody a parent that you want to be your proxy that person can be your DPOA all right and so as I said before there are many many things that cause confusion at um, during end of life for family and um, your loved ones and if you put all these things in place already in a legal document you know it would help a lot with that so as I said a living will is a written legal document that spells out the medical treatments you would and would not want um, if paraventure you know to keep you alive or um, yeah to make 
you know, painful decisions, medical decisions for you, um, such as pain management and organ donation. So we have CPR, as I mentioned before. Um, you know, if your heart stops beating, do you want them to resuscitate you by CPR, or do you want them to use any kind of device that would deliver electric shock to stimulate your heart? All right, and then we have ventilation. You know, uh, it takes over breathing for you if you're unable to breathe on your own. So do you want to be put on a ventilator? Um, we have tube feeding supplies you know the body with nutrients and fluids intravenously or um, or via a tube in your stomach do you want that how long if you decide to have a tube feeding when and how long do you want it to be in place until they take it out all right, and then we have dialysis. So dialysis is um, removes waste products, of course, from your blood and manages the fluid levels and um, your electrolytes um, when your kidneys are no longer functioning well. All right, so do you want dialysis in the event that something happens to you? Um, and f- when and for how long do you want to receive this treatment all right and then we have comfort care which is also known as palliative care all right uh includes any number of interventions that may be used to keep you comfortable and to manage pain while abiding by your other treatment wishes all right so this includes um wish to die at home um getting pain meds you know do you want to be fed ice chips to soothe your mouth dryness because mouth dryness is one thing that a lot of people go through when they're on comfort care and then avoid do you want to avoid any kind of invasive test or treatment some people when they're on palliative care they do not want to um, get their blood taken anymore they do not want vital signs to be even taken anymore so do you want um, that or you don't do you want any kind of invasive tests or treatment all right now we talked about organ donation so for uh, transportation you know based on your will you know your organs can be removed for donation um you know so if you are want to donate your organ your uh, you know you will be on a life-sustaining treatment temporarily until the process is completed all right so definitely be, be for you to help any kind of healthcare agent to avoid any kind of confusion or uh dilemma you want to make sure that you state all that in your living will all right and uh, donating your body as well for research purposes you know uh, contacting medical schools uh, universities for donations and all that you know you want to make sure that all that is also addressed in your um, living will all right so um as i mentioned before i mentioned do not resuscitate which is a dnr and do not intubate orders all right so uh you do not need to have um an advanced directive or a living will to have a do not resuscitate order um, or do not intubate DNI. We have DNI and we have DNR. So do not intubate is DNI and then do not resuscitate is DNR. You do not need to have an advanced directive or a living will to have those in place. To establish a DNR or DNI order, you can tell your doctor or your healthcare providers about your preferences and then they might um, they can just uh, write so
So as I was saying, if you do need a DNR or DNI order, which is a do not resuscitate or do not intubate order, let your healthcare provider know about it and he or she can uh, write it and include it uh, as part of your medical records so that it's uh, easily accessible to other healthcare providers uh, or professionals. Um, especially when you are admitted to a hospital or healthcare facility or even in a nursing home. All right. So remember that it's important for you to let your family members know about all these wishes of yours. So if you do have a family, friends, relatives, loved ones, you want them to, um, to be aware of your healthcare wishes so that there's no confusion or guilt all right and you want them to um, be able to ask you questions ahead of time concerns about your wishes so that it's um, you know all cleared up before um, anything happens to you and they won't have that opportunity anymore all right so we also have a post so a post is not uh, an advanced directive nor is it a replacement for an advanced directive all right um, a post and advanced directives they're different so just wanted to point that out and I'll explain the differences between the two of them all right so we talked about the advanced directives already um, you know, which is just instructions for making healthcare decisions, typically uh, in end-of-life care situations, and it's often called a living will. All right, so it's a direction from the patient and not a medical order. All right, it's not a medical order; it's a direction from the patient and it's put in place. All right, talking about your end-of-life care wishes. All right. Okay, so in contrast, a pulse form con um, consists of a set of medical orders that applies to a limited population of patients and address addresses a limited number of critical medical decisions. So the form is intended as a complement to an advanced directive and um, it serves as a translational tool and a continuity of care assurance. So what that means is that you need to be very careful. There's a difference between a pulsed form and an advanced directive. So I don't know if you've heard about pink sleep. Pink sleep. Um, people do have pink sleep put up in their fridge, um, on their fridge rather, um, at home because that's where most uh, paramedics will go to when they come into your home in an event of um, an emergency to go see if you have any kind of directive or document on there. They go to your fridge and they see uh, a lot of people put their pulse form, you know, on their refrigerator. All right, so it's different in different states so please check in with your state to see the forms may be different or call something else in your state all right so uh, post form as I said it's different from an advanced directive okay advanced directive or known as a living will is different from a post form advanced directive comes from the patient it's not a medical order but a post form is for physicians all right so, as I said, um, it's a portable medical order for specific medical treatments that a patient would want, you know, uh, based on their diagnosis, prognosis, or goals of care. And the forms are appropriate for individuals with serious illness or um, if they're nearing the end of life. 
all right so that's how the post form is it's it's different from an advanced directive and as i said some people put it on their refrigerator because that's the easiest place that people will have access to it it's important that a dnr or dni or post form is uh, easily accessible to you uh, and it's placed in a place where it's easily visible to other people as well so that there's no confusion or any kind of uh, problems when this needs to be used all right so as I said before advanced directives are very important and they're uh, very nice to have things that you want to talk to your family friends or your healthcare provider about the use of dialysis operating machines tube feeding organ donation organ and tissue donation uh, if you want to be resuscitated if you're breathing or heartbeat stops or not you know those things are um, need to be talked about and put in place and this is not about you wishing death upon yourself as many people think no it's not it's just a way to prepare ahead of time um, and to um, lessen that uh, burden that you put on your friends or loved ones making decisions help um, end-of-life decisions for you all right so I hope you understand now that this uh, we do have advanced directives and it's nothing bad you know to have and also there's a post uh, form as well all right and as I said keep your documents close to you um, so that other people will be um, able to see it easily and you can always change your advanced directive it doesn't have to be oh I filled it out you know that's it you know you can always change it because life changes right you know what you thought of uh, when you were 60 might change when you're 70 might change when you're 80 so you can always change it based on the life um, changes all right based on life changes especially when people have life-changing events like they have terminal illnesses like cancer or they got uh, married or they got divorced or separated they might want to make changes to their healthcare wishes at that point so it's changeable you can change it but please make sure that the old forms are destroyed and then you replace them with the new forms and then everybody that you've told about your wishes before they're updated on the new wishes that you have so that there's no confusion going on all right so let your healthcare provider know and let your loved ones know as well that you've made changes to it and it's good for you to review those forms every 10 years about every 10 years all right it's good for you to review those forms every 10 years and as I said um, when you go to the hospital or healthcare facility if you're having surgery or anything like that they do ask you you know what your healthcare wishes are and then they will put it in place all right well I hope this helps and I hope that you can educate um, other people about advanced directives post forms and um, let them make informed decision that's the key let them make informed decisions all right uh, regarding their health all right so please share this episode with friends and family uh, as I said before a post form is a uh physician physician orders for life-sustaining treatment so that comes from uh, a physician all right physician orders for life-sustaining treatment it's a paper form and it's signed uh, in consultation with a patient uh, and he's or a doctor and you list exactly which life-saving interventions are uh, you need or you want all right so it's different from an advanced directive all right so um, as I said before the laws are different for each state uh, you may need um, you know the advanced directive form you will need um, you may need it notarized or you know um, so just 
find out depending on the state that you are you know if you need all that all right so um, talk to your doctor talk to your healthcare provider and let them guide you in filling out the forms uh, correctly all right well I hope this helps and I will catch you in the next one continue to stay well and stay safe bye bye